Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Hello and welcome to Mindcast. This is your host, Kevin Seaman. This is a connected episode to Mindcast number four. If you don't like the answer, ask a better question. Questions are extremely powerful tools for changing our mindsets. As we saw in one of the previous sections where we talked about our beliefs, questions can do three things. They can change what we focus on, they can change what we delete, and they can give us access to different resources by asking specifically who, what, where, why, and when to help us achieve our desired ends. Questions can also help gain access to feelings or emotional states very quickly. And as such, you'll want to become skilled at asking excellent ones. In this second section on managing emotions, we'll look at three of the four types of questions. Double binds, possibility thinking questions, and problem solving questions. I gave you an overview about using specific dialogue to challenge your words and cut to the core of how to do this. I also provided a detailed look at the first type of question, state-inducing questions. Now I'd like to continue with our next type of question, the double bind. The double bind, also known as alternative choice, gives you the illusion of choice because either response guide you in the same direction. If I ask someone, do you think you can accomplish this? They basically have three responses. Yes, no, or I don't know. If I use a double buying question, then it eliminates two of those possible choices, no, and I don't know. A couple of examples of this type of question would be, do you think you can accomplish it this week, or will it take longer? Do you think you'll need help or finish it on your own? For them to answer, they have to act as if the presupposition were true, that they absolutely would accomplish the task. This is a very valuable tool when negotiating. Here are some other examples in relation to internal communication. Do I think I will achieve my goal this month or next month? Do I think I will figure this out myself Or will I have to work with others who are already knowledgeable? Will I start this now or tomorrow? Here are some examples of asking double-bind questions to others in a business context. Can you make the appointment Tuesday or is Thursday better for you? Will you pay it all now or do you want to set up payment terms? I used to ask my combat sports athletes, will you grind them out or overpower them in the beginning rounds? Or... Will you dominate him with your stand-up or take him down and submit him? Pretty clear, right? The answer is always either yes or yes. I really love this quote by George Bernard Shaw. Some people see things that are and say, why? I dream of things that never were and say, why not? That is such a powerful possibility thinking question that this statement has been used by many famous leaders during public speeches. Possibility thinking questions help to put us in states where we move beyond obstacles. 
Similar in their objective to the double bind, these questions help us act as if what we want is possible by visualizing and emotionally connecting to our future possibilities. They help us delete all the reasons why we may not be able to do something and focus on what we would do if it were possible. These are great antidote questions to the crippling, I can't, I could never, there's no way, and I'll never be able to disease. Here are some of my favorite examples of possibility thinking questions for you to ask when you are faced with an objective that may be imprisoned with what is so often the illusion of impossibility. If there were one thing that I needed to do and concentrate on to take my performance to the next level, what would it be? This creates a state of self-evaluation and directs you to find out what it will take. If you say, I don't know, then ask, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? Incredibly, an answer is given most of the time when I ask that, both to myself and others. If I were able to succeed at this, how do I think I would do it? What would be my strategy? This creates a need to develop an action plan, giving you a feeling of confidence and creating steps towards your objective. If it were possible to do it quickly, what would I need to focus on? What are the most important things to focus your attention on? If I were able to do this, what would I have to think about? How would I hold myself? Here's something very useful. You can bring in the physiology of success technique. There's a direct connection between how we structurally hold ourselves, aka our posturing or physiology, and our emotional state. I will definitely go into this in greater detail in a future Mindcast. But for this situation, know that if you replicate the physiology of having overcome a challenge, or what I refer to as the physiology of success, and how it makes you feel, you will begin to actually feel that way. You already link your posture to how you feel, to how you're standing, or your facial expressions, you probably just didn't realize it. Now, if you have kids, you know exactly how they're feeling by just the way they look, by their posture, and by the look on their face. If it were possible to do this, how would that feel? Here's a great opportunity to notice your physiology when you think deeply about how this would actually feel. If there were a way to do this, what would it be? Once again, when you begin to develop a strategy, you've taken a step towards doing it. In order to achieve this, who would I have to become? Are there other skills, attributes, or behavior that is necessary for me to succeed? If I could pull it off, what would I have to do first? What would I have to do second? Once again, you've begun to prioritize your agenda. You have begun to move towards action. Next, let's talk about problem-solving questions. Is it a problem or a challenge? We will either find a way or make one. Hannibal. Problem-solving questions are designed to help to do two things. First, reframe how you feel about the situation. And second, focus on taking action towards improving the situation. This type of question is very valuable to me, and I use it often. 
I rarely give up when I'm faced with a challenge or a problem. I'm a very persistent individual. Most of what I've succeeded at and attained in my life is due to persistence. I tell people I have one superpower, persistence. I keep going until I found a way. So because of this, I use problem-solving questions and reframing often to achieve my objectives. I am honestly astounded at how quickly some people are ready to just give up. I read a statistic once that shocked me. Do you know how many times an average person has to try before they quit? Zero. They don't even try once. They quit by talking themselves out of even trying. But we know you and I aren't average. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this podcast and you wouldn't be listening. Here are some excellent examples of problem-solving questions. What's actually a positive outcome of this problem? Often when you look back on a situation that was difficult, do you find it motivated you or forced you to go down a new direction? And it made you do something that you probably wouldn't have done if not for the problem. And later on, are you actually glad you had the problem? This is classic reframing. What message does being upset communicate? Often, the sense of frustration or disappointment leads to a breakthrough. What fear do you feel in relation to this problem? When negative emotions like fear hit you, that's usually a signal that something needs to change. So when do I think this breakthrough will come? This preframes a successful outcome is possible. Now it's just a question of when. What's not right about this situation? This statement presupposes that things will eventually be right, and it gets you to think about what you have to do or what has to happen in order to succeed. What am I personally willing to do to make things how I want them to be? Am I willing to be more disciplined, flexible, persistent, ask other people, maybe try a different approach? What do I need to stop doing? For example, complaining, worrying, procrastinating. These things are distractions from my goal. I need to eliminate them from my focus. What help might I need to get this issue resolved now? Another viewpoint? Capital? Time? Do I need to make a list? Do more research? Where can I find the answers I need to solve this? What resources can help me? Who could help me solve this problem? Where can I find some of the greatest known sources with experience in this area? Who already has experienced this or something similar? How would someone I hold in high regard as a problem solver in this field or area approach a problem like this? Will modeling their mindset or approach help me? Will it help me see things differently? I touched on this with my board of advisors concept in the previous episode. Being a huge fan of questions, I find myself asking not just myself, but other people questions as well. Here's an interaction I had with one of the athletes I was coaching. I asked one of the best shooters I've met in college basketball what he thinks about when he misses a shot. His reply was, where's the ball? Give me the ball. I missed this shot. 
I know I'll make the next one. I said, huh, that's interesting. Uh, What do you say to yourself when you make a shot? He looked at me quizzically, and he said, give me the ball. I made that shot. I know I'll make the next one. Wow. Hit or miss, he said almost the exact same thing each time. Focusing on the solution rather than the problem. No wonder he was exceptional. Thank you. You have my deepest gratitude. We only have so much time in our day, and you chose to spend some of that with me. So thank you. When you're faced with a challenge, ask a question that might help direct you to discover your solution. If it doesn't work, ask another. Try something else. Change your approach. Make persistence your superpower. This is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast.